listeners, I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I'm joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Hello. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. Hi. We are a film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each week, one of us picks a movie, and this week is Matt's pick. But before we get to your pick, how excited were you and Guido that RRR got nominated for an Oscar? I literally danced in my living room. I... Again, I'm just... <sighs> I bought so many suspenders. You know they're going to perform that song on stage then. I hope so. Oh, oh that's, that's ama- what they do. Oh, that'll be amazing. So Not Too Not Too got nominated for Best Original Song at the Oscars. Record it that. will most likely win. It and is. It, it really needs you, to I love win. that movie. And you, they will perform it on stage. You guys just, are missing out. No, I'm really worried. I'm really worried that Disney probably already bought it and wants to give it to Black Panther. You think? Is the song better? No, it's not better, but Disney I, Disney has a lot more money than than uh, that production company in India. So. Oh, and Slumdog Millionaire won. So uh, yeah, I, I think it'll win. It's been winning. It's been winning the awards. It's an incredible performance. But then, um, because like I'm, it won the Critics' Choice, it won the Golden Globe. It like, it'll did you like win. that movie, Tammy? I'm not saying. I'm talking about the song performance, okay. the dancing, the singing. Yeah, I mean, they did an incredible. Job. It was a spectacular movie, and everyone should watch it. It's like Paddington too. It makes you want to be a better man. I mean, the second. <laughs> I told uh, you. I I did not watch the first half. I watched the second half, and it was good. Yeah, it's Beam. just a lot. It's a it's a it's long. Um, but I mean, I'm kind of torn because as much as I would love to see like a clean, and I doubt this would actually happen anyway. As much as I would love to see a clean sweep of what I consider to be the best movie from last year, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Hot Dog Fingers. Well, my mom's not going to win, so Angela Bassett's going to win for Black Panther. So yeah. my mom, Jamie Lee Curtis, is not going to win. So Allison's mom has been told time and time again that she looks just like Jamie Lee Curtis. It's because she does. So. I mean, it's because she does. I it's because she, she does. If she didn't look like her, I'd be like, it's so annoying. But she does look just like her. It's even more annoying. Well, I said if I if I have my birthday party and I do the the final girls thing, I was like, "Mom, you can come as Jamie Lee Curtis from one of her many Halloween movies." <laughs> no, knowing her, she'd probably dress up as like Jamie Lee Curtis from that aerobics movie or True Lies or, or she she'll be like, "I don't like any of those movies." She loves Allison. Halloween. I would say mom looks most like Jamie Lee Curtis in her activity, activity, a yogurt phase. That's when, that's so when mom looks Is that what like she's going to She's just going to come with yogurt and just be like, this is my With costume. the Freaky Friday version? Uh, well, because yeah, my mom has the salt, yeah, yep, 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 has yep, the yep. salt and pepper okay. hair and everything like that, and it's short. It's always been short, but yeah, I think I don't think she's going to win the Oscar, but um, I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to do very well. It's an amazing movie. Where can I watch that? Well, I mm-hmm. own it, so you could always just you know we can I could just come over and we can just watch it on my Prime account. But okay. We um. Oh, good. I watched we Tar today. It. Tar. Tar with Kate Blanchett. It's about the La Brea Tar Pits. I'm Very sorry. cool place. Yes, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. Okay. <gasps> I apologize. No, he's not mad because he's mad because I didn't rewatch the movie we're about to talk about. I'm sorry. I said I was going to watch it today, and I didn't. I watched Tar. Instead, you I watched, watched Tar, Tar instead with Kate Blanchett. the La Brea Tar Pits. No. You know She's nominated for now. She's the only one that could possibly take it from Michelle It's about Yeo. finding bones and Tar. Yeah, you yeah know I saw a, that You know too. what's a great movie about the La Brea Tar Pits? Uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, my God. Or My the, Girl, too. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, dude. dude Starring Jamie like, Lee Curtis. You know, you know, Tar actually sticks to some people. Guido knows so much about the La Brea Tar Pits. Did you say Last Action Hero? 
Yes. That's the same kid from My Girl 2. Both of those movies are in the La Brea Tar Pits. That's crazy. That kid lives there probably in real life. So let's get into this bummer movie. Yeah, speaking of... Um, it's not a bummer. It's full of milk blood. So, Matt, are you drinking um, a Japanese beer? Why? Well, uh, yes, I am. I, I figured, you know, I, I uh, just to get me into the, the swing of things and to get us into the mindset of this week's movie. My film was released in 1972. Again, and as I said last week uh, in the lead-in to this week's episode, I am going to apologize to anyone of... Japanese descent. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be butchering these. I apologize. As long as you give it your all. I'm going to try. Starring Tomisaburu Wakayama and Akiro Tomikawa, directed by Kenji Misumi. This is Lone Wolf and Cub, Sword of Vengeance. Ooh. Nice job, man. So this is, there's seven of these? There are six of them. Six of them. Okay. There are it's kind of like the Death Wish movies. So is this like a... Like, you have to watch one in order to watch the other ones, or is yeah, it... Yeah, um, actually, the film and its five sequels are based off of the manga series Lone Wolf and Cub, which was created by the screenwriter uh, Kazuo Koike and the artist Goseke Kojima. Okay. So is this the first one? This is the first one okay. in the series, yes. Okay. But yes, Lone Wolf and Cub is one of the most famous mangas in the history of the art form because of course it came out in like the 70s is manga like japanese comic yeah books? yeah yeah it's japanese it's japanese. graphic novels oh so was this a graphic novel before it was a movie or yes yes around? it was it was a graphic novel before it was a movie okay he had a whole series and they made them huh. into movies like 20 something now like they call them graphic novels like trade paperbacks there's like 20 of them so like volumes of yeah, yeah 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 okay. well i had seen this before tammy guido had you uh, ever seen this or heard of it oh i've seen this oh you had seen it before yeah i'm his friend uh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, i have seen this I'm movie before too. i've never seen it yeah try being a better friend yeah oh. because i've seen this one okay I had never seen this. I was, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm not an avid international film watcher. Oh. I usually only watch things that are, that are in English. So I, uh, I had never seen it. Okay. I'm not opposed to them. I just had never seen it. I really liked the the old boy movie. Yeah. Which was Korean. Despite. Completely different you know, than this. Despite, despite the incest. That wasn't my problem. Was <laughs> she, problem. She did love. Oh my god! She did it was love the happy problem. ending. That's right. I think it was everybody's problem. Whenever I watch that, John and I are on the same page. No, I was going to tell you this. When I watched that one episode of Trixie and Katya watching a Netflix show, and they watched that show Dated and Related on Netflix, and it's about people who are related, and then they come to this together, and they meet other people. So like a brother and sister, they don't date each other, but they date other people. And it's like, can you get to know somebody with your brother right there? Okay. And so Katya's like, look. What if I go to a reunion? There are so many of them. I don't know if one of them is my cousin. I think Katja says, but I'm not having kids. She, I believe she says, this pussy is fuckable. It's not impregnatable. <laughs> oh, God. She's like, so I don't care. I'm like, okay, well, there you go, Michelle. That's a Tammy. That's a lot. <laughs> what? To wrap my head. Like, they, these. The Badusi doesn't make kids. They didn't know at the time. Well, that's what Katja's that saying. That's what Katja's saying. But Katja knows at the time that No, doing she's it. saying there's so many people at this family reunion. How does she know who's who she's related to and who's not? Oh, gotcha. You know, it could be like a cousin, but it could be just like someone who came with somebody and like, you know, who knows? 
What is came, that? Came what where? What is that docuseries on Netflix? It's like Our Father or something. Oh, about the the doctor who the fertility yes. doctor. Ew. Oh so my gosh. Gross. There's like 80 people in the same town. He impregnated women with his own sperm. A fertility doctor, someone you're supposed to trust. He had a powerful seed. Disgusting. There's no. nothing wrong with the semen. But here's the thing, though. Later in life, and if it's in a, one town, all these kids grow up. What if they date each other? Like, Are these unvaxxed loads? They go, ew. They're they're just. I don't know why loads really gross they're me loads. out. They're loads. <laughs> And then he <laughs> just hot loads. switches them out. Frothy ejaculate. Yeah, instead of inject, instead of like fertilizing these women with like the actual partner's like seed or like the donor seed, he was putting his own in. Oh yeah, so he would have the women just line up, asses in the air, and then like a fish, he would come by and come on all of them. No, no, no. He he didn't. Why are there asses in the air? Face down, ass up. He That's the way we like to, like to fuck. fuck. Oh my god! No, he would excuse himself when, Half an ass when you cheek. go to the doctor. You know how the doctor asks you to undress? No. Come on. They don't know. Come on now. They don't. You've not never even been once. to the primary care doctor, and they've asked you to. You my know, clothes have always remained on. No, well, do- he doesn't get, get ready for the future of urology. This man doesn't get taken advantage of. He doesn't. Okay? You've caught. In, in, yeah, doctor. in my experience, yeah, he got, no, like, he doesn't ask. I didn't you, take my clothes off. That's like taking your pants off to use a urinal. Like, get like out of here. You just drop trowel, and they say cough. Yeah, yeah you don't. He's not. My like, pants don't leave my ankles. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. You oh. got it you got it all back. So if your doctor's asking you to get naked when he's checking stuff on your lower region, he just wants to see the upper half. You're getting taken oh, advantage. And you're under of. Not when you go to the lady doctor. It's what's completely the point different. of What's the point of that? Oh, what, your balls? prostate. Isn't that all the way up? Yeah, they exam all that the way up. and yeah. Is that what they're doing? Are yes. they sticking fingers all over you and asking you to cough? They yes. they milk it. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm milk. saying in like when he said, and they like, it, it, I feel like in movies Sean they William drop Scott trout. Shows. It looks like they're holding like the yeah, testicles. Yeah, to check for hem or not hemorrhoids, hernias. Hernias. Hernias, okay. yeah. Okay. No, I know about the prostate exam. Mostly because that's Yeah, they check no, for okay. hernias. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We I'm really, so- uh. That was a side step. Totally. Keep going. I'm so what sorry. What brought us there? Oh, that's right. Incest. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, yes, as I said, <laughs> this film was released in 1972. It is the first of six films based off of the popular manga series, all which star Wakayama as the protagonist, Ogami Ito, and Akiro Tomikawa, who portrays Ito's son, Daigoro. This is actually... His, the, the little boy. The little boy. He's really cute. He's in oh, all. So he's in the series. He's in all Aww. six of them because it's kind of they kind of did like the um they kind of did like the Lord of the Rings treatment like you know how they filmed all of the Lord of the Rings at once. Yeah. They basically filmed all of these at once. Too. Oh well, that makes sense. That so. saves money. I guess the child labor laws are a little lax over in Japan. Well, and also it was the seventies. So and this film is part of the Jedi Geki genre. Translated, this means a period drama because, yes, it is a period piece. It's uh, set in the Edo period of Japanese history, which is like the feudal samurai clans where the shogun reigns supreme. We'll get into that in like the, the plot and everything. And it's also considered a Shanbara sword fighting film. 
It was made during an era of Japanese cinema with more relaxed attitudes towards depictions of sex and violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is a kind of a lot like... Um, really relaxed. Well, no, no, I mean, it was kind of a lot like uh, the 70s in American cinema, too, when you think about it. Like, we're just taking this sort of, like, relaxed sort of approach to everything, like being counterculture and revolutionary compared to the more, like, straight-laced movies of the... 50s and 60s. Yeah. I yeah. guess that makes sense. We start this movie with an execution. It just, just, it's a lot. Little, (laughs) just just a little eight pound, six ounce, Asian baby Jesus. Little girl doesn't know a single word of Japanese yet. Yeah, it was a boy because it was beautiful. Because yeah, it starts with the execution of a feudal lord in the Edo period of Japan. Even in Japan back then, some crimes are so unforgivable the father may be executed or like kills himself or something but then it's so bad the they decree that the whole family has to just le- you know just kill themselves so did so they they took out the child first no 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 the they let um what usually happens in like it says it more in like in detail in the in the comic books like they have, there's like a whole glossary that kind of explains everything so that's where a lot of my notes are from now okay so the father committed a sin, like a crime against the Shogun, which again, the Shogun is like, he's even bigger than the emperor over there because he's like the the supreme military leader of Japan, Japan okay. at the time. This lord committed something so atrocious, he was made to commit suicide, suicide with honor, which is called like seppuku. Then because, like I said, because it's so bad, they basically want the whole family's roots wiped off of the face of the earth. Oh, The ultimate dishonor. So the little wow. so the little kid has to kill himself too. They had to end the bloodline. Is that yes. like a baby? Yeah. They they were a little more humane with the the baby as we saw in this because the normal practice of seppuku is the person has to take a knife and start down at their tummy. Tummy. And carve upwards across their midsection. And into their chest, their heart. They have to do it the whole way, and they can't scream at all. The <laughs> child is supposed to do that? Well, no, no, no. How the, is anyone supposed to do that? The adults are supposed to do that. Oh, okay. And then, if you do that, and you do it without, like, bringing shame upon yourself further by, like I said, crying out in pain or something, you get a person standing behind you who's your like, se- your second. Like a mercy killer, basically? He's, he's your executioner. He will just go and cut your head off. Okay. Okay, so so, wait, so that happened in the beginning. Well, I mean, we don't see. We missed that. No, no, no. We don't see the. We don't see the father supposedly. You know, the father killing oh, himself. See, that's that's why I'm like so. But focused on what you're saying because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So where did that fit into this movie? But the. Do you know what I mean? But so uh-huh. so the more the more humane. I'm using air quotes right here since it was like an infant. Basically, all he had to do was he had to. Touch his tummy mm. with a fan, and the executioner would be like, "Okay, good enough." Oh, and he did. That makes more with sense a wet now. blade. The main character, uh, Ogami Ito. I'm probably just going to call everybody by their last name from now on. Probably, probably good Cause idea. Because that, that's also that's also like the thing <laughs> in Japan. You always kind of go like by last name first. He just was standing there. He's like, "I am the executioner for the shogun. I am here to pass judgment." And that's the main character, correct? Yes, yeah. that is the main character. And he's sitting there, and the little kid's just like, eh. he touches eh. himself, and then, 
and then it cuts to red and we got like those that crazy like 70s like Japanese like it, it basically sounds like something from a Tarantino movie which is you mm-hmm. know what Tarantino was inspired by here yes so we're introduced to Ogami Ito the Shogun's executioner because we find out that like the government is kind of uh, parceled out into three parts there's this one clan they're like the law enforcement clan under the Shogun. And it's like a family thing. So like, it's like, oh, the Salomeos, you guys are cops. You handle everything. The Stalls, you guys are like, you guys are... Uh, you're the assassins. You're the spies and the assassins. And then you guys over here, you're the executioner. And it's just one the guy. The Lindsays. Yeah. We're the, the execu- executioner. Why do you guys get to be the executioners? Because it's my movie. So All right. Off. Fine, I guess. So the executioners would be the main character? Well, I mean, it's one. It's like, for some reason, I guess there was a hierarchy. This is helpful to me because I don't. I have something to compare it to. So yeah. is the so is the uh, are the stalls the like white haired man? Yes, the Yagyu with clan. The the white eyebrows. The old guy. Come up twice with the very with the very fake prosthetic makeup. Got yes. it. Okay. And then what would be the Salomeos? They would be the cops that come, or the guys that come to Ito's house later to investigate what was happening. Okay. And then they punish him. They try to punish him, Because yeah. they have... They fuck they, around. They had the planted crest. They fuck the around, Hollyhock yeah. crest. They okay. fuck around and find out. Thank we'll you. get there, yeah. This is so helpful because I was... She's, I was trying to like figure out all the names and take notes. And then I just stopped taking notes and I was like, okay... I just need to pay attention to the story. Just let it happen, Tammy. I was really concentrated on making sure that I watched. Do you see how seriously we took this movie? She's so not good at Japan. I'm so not good at Japan. (laughs) Unless, unless yeah, I'm sure. Yes, unless there was a giant lizard, you probably. I did read a manga or two. Did you? Yeah, I've read Japanese um, like horror books. We've all read Raruni Kenshin, okay? And we've all watched Speed Racer. And we've all watched Sailor Moon. By we, you're not including us in that because I, I, I've never read manga or seen Speed Racer. Uh, Speed Racer is amazing. It's Get a broad in your horizon. Or Sailor Moon. I have watched a lot of Japanese horror though. What about tentacle porn? You've never watched Sailor uh, Moon. It's called no. hentai really? and it's tentai? art. Hentai. Hentai. Yes. And it's art. Okay. Like the Shikigo's, tentacles. Shikigo's art too. Hey girl. Hey girl. What up? Hey girl. Baby? Hey. So now, I mean, uh, after the after the credits were where they were explaining the where they were explaining the um, the hierarchies of shogun government, we now see Ito is pushing a cart with a little baby in it. He's just wandering the countryside with a his son in a cart with a sign that says "Sword for Hire, Son for Hire." We're basically led to assume that he is what is considered a Ronin. Which is like that movie with Keanu Reeves? Oh, you mean Forty Seven Ronin? Yeah, that was not as good as it could have been. Yeah, shocking. It wasn't as good as the original Japanese novel yeah. that came out like hundreds of years ago. Yes, that was really good. But Keanu was great in it. Goes without saying. Just saying. A Ronin, yeah, a Ronin is like a masterless. He like his samurai. They were always like led to like kind of like knights in feudal England. You know they. They pledge their fealty to a king or to a lord or to something like that. Samurai were the same way. A ronin was just basically a mercenary, like a wandering sword for hire, hence the sign. So he's Han Solo. Kind of, yeah. 
And so, he has his Chewy. While he's rolling down the street, people are seeing or reading his sign. They're like, Sun for Hire, Sword for... I mean, Sword for Hire. I get that. He's a Ronin, but what does Sun for Hire mean? We kind of get an explanation for that because just as they're wandering down, this crazy woman's just running up the street and is like, Oh, baby, baby, oh, baby. Yeah. And she, she thinks he's her son. Yes. And then she's like... Is she topless? She like whips out her. No, she's oh. not topless, but she whips out her boobie. She whips out her beeb. Okay, and she she's like, she's she like, yeah, eat. it's a real fully. She thinks she yeah, it's she's a fully she man. thinks that it's her son, and like this woman, this distressed woman is also um, being chased by. We're assuming an, an older family figure, probably okay. her mom. Oh wait. Your sign says "Sun for Hire," and Ito and Ito is just like "Hi," meaning yes. Oh, <laughs> she she just whips the again. She whips the tit out. Uh huh. Tactical titties. She, she's she's putting the kid's head to it, but he's like not eating. Yeah. And, and then he, because he's just looking at his dad like, "What the fuck do you want me to do here?" And the dad just play like, with him. The dad's just like, "Dagero, eat." <laughs> Why did you make that baby sound like my dad? You did. You did so the voice. The same tone of voice. You did the voice you give my dad. <laughs> what the. What's going on here? But I mean, it kind of it fit. So it's just like, what the f- what? And he's like, Daigoro, eat. So did, was that woman's child probably dead and like she's yes. crazy? So the older, the, the older the, mother figure. She explained, she's like, oh yeah, well, she got pregnant by this guy and oh, the guy right. left her and she had to give the baby up for adoption. Mm-hmm. And then later when she was trying to get him back, he died of a cold. Yeah. And then she went and crazy. Then she went mad oh, and that's and then you're, this is where we are. And then they're like, "Oh, well, we're trying." Like, "Oh, can we pay you?" And he's like, "Nah, he was hungry. You paid him." And then I needed to pause the movie and like collect her query, thoughts. Query Guido for like what had just aspired because it was a lot. Like all the information we've given you probably only took like what twelve, eighteen minutes, and we've been talking about it for like thirty minutes. It's a it's a lot. It was a lot. Well, to yeah, take it's in. yeah. I, mean, Jet, I, and I needed to like recap and it's make a lot sure of that history. I understood everything that was going on. I'm not boobies everywhere. In I'm this not movie. gonna lie. Like I, I'm just recently long nipples. I'm just recently yeah. new to eraser like, nipples and just fascinated by like feudal Japanese culture and like history like that. It all stemmed back to like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. That oh, video, I love that oh, game. Such a good video. It's game. The only video game that let me write a haiku. Love haikus, but like we were, we were sitting like <laughs> I was. Write me one? Not right now. I was sitting there playing eat that. Quiz no <laughs> <laughs> eat quiz no stuff. Eat quiz no stuff. But I mean, not we, enough. <laughs> not enough. No. I was playing that game and I was just like, man, I want to learn about all this shit. And this was inspired by Kurosawa films. I want to watch all those. And like, you did get real deep into into Kurosawa and everything. Yeah. And then also, I got into I got into this comic series because or this manga because it was like this is one of the best historically accurate things about the Edo period of of Japan. And Matt's a big history buff to be. To begin with, yeah. Right after we get the explanation of the of the beeb, <laughs> it starts it starts raining, the and uh, and Ido he makes sure Daigoro is covered, and they're just rolling rolling on down rolling, the street, rolling, rolling, rolling down the streets, smoking endo, sipping, sipping on gin and, and boobs, <laughs> with my sword for hire and my son for hire. At this is as this is happening, we get a flashback to happier times where. Um, Ido is coming home as the Shogun's executioner, 
and his wife is greeting him and Daigoro is like a little baby, like even younger than he is. And she's really upset. And he's like, why are you upset? She's like, oh, oh, I'm just so worried because, because of what you do, your profession in life as the executioner, it's only going to bring bad luck onto our family and onto our son. And he's like, no, we are doing the honorable thing. We are practicing Bushido, which is like the way of the warrior and the way to live a good life. He's like, we are doing this and my son will realize this and he will also follow Bushido because it is, this is the way. Macho, like, macho, man. This is like, okay. She's like, oh, okay. Okay. Let us fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> and then he was like he was like, I'm going to take I am going to take him to the temple. The temple to pray. The family pit temple right now to pray. So, you know, he gets it. And while he's doing that, this small like procession of, of priests are walking down the street and they're like chiming this bell like like it's the end of the night. And we then see this group of ninja. Like these ninjas are standing there and they're waiting. They're sitting there. They're timing their they're timing their movements to the guy hitting the ding. They throw a grappling hook over Ito's wall and infiltrate the place. So these are the Well we don't assassin? No, we these don't, are the We don't know who they are yet. We just know that they're they're bad dudes. Okay. The people with the hollyhock. They jump yeah. They jump over. They murder What's Hollyhock. They murder it's the crest. It's the crest of the Shogun. The big bat. Okay. So, so wait, is that is that you or is that the stalls or the solid? <laughs> we don't know who they are yet. But wait, tell me so that I know. <laughs> Think of another name. <laughs> Hurry up. They're just they're harpers right now. What the fuck? They're that all is not the analogy that we went over at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I don't want to give away who they are yet. I know I'm who saying they are they're, though. They're rogues. They're rogues right now. Get this it together. This isn't cool. Tammy. They, it's they, not helpful. They murder everyone in the house. Except them. They, he, like, Ito hears these people, like, screaming and being murdered. And, he like, hears a murder. He runs in and just as his wife is dying. And then also these ninjas go into the family temple and they put up this weird little black statue. Yeah, in, it's like a trophy. Yeah. And Symbol. He's sitting there console his he's his wife is dying. He's trying to console her. Um, he puts Daigoro next to her and he's like just walking around like, Oh, like what's going on here? Scary man cry. That yeah. was so sad because the little boy was just so uh like comforted by the fact that his mother was there and he was just resting and going to sleep and she was already dead. Mm-hmm. And he that like that's the last time that he would sleep next to his mama. It was just the saddest moment of the whole movie. So then, like, immediately after, like, the last body is just turned cold, then he gets a knock on the door, and it's the law enforcement of the Shogun, the Shogun called the Yagyu Clan. For your reference, Tammy, they are the Salomeos. Yeah, and all the doors are opening silently at this point. Nothing happening with the audio. They cut out. The, the doors are all quiet in this man's house. They show up to the house. They have a warrant to investigate the house, not because there was a murder or anything. It's because three other men, three other samurai came to them, committed seppuku in front of them. They committed suicide and like were saying, Ogami Ito, he hates the Shogun. He wants to kill the Shogun. We're, pre- we're saying this and killing ourselves. This is our last will and testament. This guy's a bad guy. And Ito's like, how dare you say that? I would never, I'm just, what's, 
she's showing me her notes with all the the the, the Japanese names that are then anglicized into American last names. <laughs> so yeah, they they've For come ease of use. It helps me understand. They 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 come into the house and they go to the shrine and they see that black statue. It's a shrine of all the people that he is executed. It's kind of like a little mini cemetery when uh-huh. you think about it. It looks like he needs a bigger temple. So is he honoring all of the yes, people he's, that he's he paying, has? He's paying respects yeah. to these people. Okay. And the fact that there is a little black statue with the shogun's crest, his, his sigil on it, it makes it look like he is praying for the shogun's death, which is an offense punishable by death. So they try to arrest him, but he gets wise. He's like, I know what's going on here. You are the Yagyu clan, but I also know that you guys are kind of two-faced. It's, I see it in your crest. Crests are a really big thing. It's like a knight's tail. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like knights back then as well. He's like, the Yagyu clan, your, face is, your crest has two symbols on it representing your duality. You also have a secret sect of your family called... The Rez Yagyu, I think it was. Those are the Stulls, the ninjas. Oh, okay. Awesome. Assassins. So he's like, you are all the, this is all your plot. You're trying to seize power and you're trying to take over my job to get a leg up in the, with the Shogun. When they're like, oh no, how dare you say that? He's like, well, then why are you all wearing chain mail? You know, like he, he rips one guy's, he rips one guy's suit open and you see that he's got armor underneath it. He's like, if you guys are just here to come investigate stuff, why do you got all your shit ready? Like there's going to be a fucking fight. You just tossed this on and ran out the door, did you? It's like the Red Wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yeah. Just like the Red it's Wedding. It's just like that, but unlike the Red Game Wedding. The, this would be the Red Wedding if Rob Stark ended up killing all the Freys because that's... God, I oh, wish. that would have been badass. No, Rob Stark can't do anything. <gasps> Don't you say that. Well, he, he can't, can't do anything. They sewed a wolf child. head to his body. Oh. He knew what he was doing when he married the wrong woman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knew what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, but in the books, it was different. Mm, no, it wasn't. You're right. I couldn't see that ass on screen. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. I'll, I'll you know actually sympathize with him. I'll sympathize with TV Rob over Book Rob because Book Rob knew what he was doing. But okay, TV uh, Rob, fair. dad ass. Dad ass. Dad ass. And you know which ass we're talking about. Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. Dad. She, she, no yeah. fucking way. Yeah, it's Una Chaplin. By Fireside. Oof. And she was uh, like a nurse. How am I supposed to plan a war when and you're over there looking like a that? A nurse. She's a caretaker. And, you know, Rob Stark has that delicious accent. So, he But he does. was mean to Elton John. Oh, he was. I forgot he was in that Rocket Man movie. He so, was a dick in that movie. Speaking of dicks, Ito ah! fights and kills all of the Yagyu clan that show up to his house. And then he opens the door at the gate, and there's even more of them. And we also meet. The head of the Yagyu clan, which is Retsudo. And this is the guy with the prosthetic. Like, yeah, this hair. is the guy that's like standing there and you're like. Yeah, yeah. He sounds, the entire time he's talking, he sounds like he is shitting glass. He he's like, like, I hate you. He sounds you're like, gonna die. He sounds like a, like a, like a really, like a really beat up weed whacker. They all sound like, <laughs> the, like that in these movies. Is this like traditional Japanese hair? These oh, you mean like the long white, the white, the long white hair? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The no, crazy not eyebrows. Him. Not even him, but like oh, you mean like how they had the shaved, have, the shaved, like a shaved yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, 
It's called a top knot. That was the for, that was the style of a samurai. They would have the shaved pate. And some of them right are here. fake. In, the, in this yeah, movie, in some this of them movie, are fake. A like, lot so, of them were fake. Oh, I mean, well, that's that's what I was like. Some people had fake head tops. Mm-hmm. This it was is very so clear. Strange. And then we also get to see we get to see Ito's amazing sword style called the Sui Sui Ryo Wave Slicer. What he does is he gets down into the water and he lets oh, the guy come up, moment. come at him. You don't see him. Shoom! And he slices open the Retsudo's, one of his favorite sons. I'm sorry. His special move is lame as fuck. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put my sword quarter of an inch underwater. You don't, you can't even see it. Come at me, bro. Oh, which way am I going with my water sword? Left? Right? No, straight up. Gotcha. <laughs> I was gonna say it starts before. Be, like it ends before it even begins. Yeah, because his trip. sword is in the water. You've already yeah. lost. I was like, is that it? And plus, this he also this water this water trick. His, because he was the executioner, his sword, which um, they gave, they have the name for it, and they talk about it a lot in this movie and all the sequels. It's a, a Dotanuki sword, which is um, costs more than my car. They were famed for superior cutting ability. You know, because they're there to cut people's heads off. Yeah, some swords are not known for their cutting ability. Caring little for aesthetics, but focusing on strength, sharpness, and durability. Now, Ito, he's sworn vengeance against the Yagyu clan. And that's the end of the flashback. We cut back to present day. Ito is still walking in the rain, by being obser- but is being observed by three other samurai. Because they're like, is that... Is that the stalls? No, no, no. They're just, they're just regular samurai. They're not... Did, you, did okay. you notice that the dogs were breastfeeding when they cut back to present day? Dogs were breastfeeding. Correct. Yeah, there were tits everywhere, dude. There were tits from, everywhere from human women. No, they oh. were they were eating. There were dog it tits. Just, it was just okay. a flashback to current day, and then you get a scene of dogs eating. Look, from their know, moms. I don't know what you're into. Okay, there's you just a know. lot of milk going on. Mommy milkers. Mom, and then then like what are you, milk maids? All kinds of things going on. Wet nurses. Wet nurses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mother's milk. Yeah. Mama? 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 <laughs> and the samurai are like, they're like, oh, well, if it is him, I'm going to have you two test him as a swordsman. And if it is him, you guys are going to die. And they're like, well, we hope that he, it is him, because if we kill him, then we're doubly fucked. Does it rain a lot in Japan? Certain parts of Japan. I don't know. I only I've only been studying up on history. I don't it's fo- a really I don't long follow, island. I don't, I don't follow their meteorolo- there meteorological many islands. Trends. It just, there was lots of rain in this this movie. So they stop Ito and they ask for his services as an assassin. All Ito is like, "Yep, I am the Lone Wolf, and we are the Lone Wolf and Cub." He's like, "You want to kill somebody? Cost five hundred Ryu." And also the other thing is, you got to tell me everything. Who am I supposed to kill and why? So the rains are abundant almost everywhere, and between summer and autumn, the country is hit by torrential rains and typhoons. Oh. So I think they have like a season, like a rainy season. Is it kind of like winter here? Like if we were to get snow all the time? Well, I think they get snow too. Mm-hmm. They're high, I think they're higher up in... Yeah, they are close to Russia. They have gone to war with them a bunch <laughs> but of But I times. think it's kind of like... There's a rainy season, and when it rains, it's like torrential. Kind of like in Florida, it's like torrential downpours, mm-hmm. but only for like five minutes. So it's basically like they have a whole season where it's like what Forrest was describing in the rain in Vietnam. Yeah, but that but rain. that rained. He said it didn't stop for like three months. 
before the the guy tells the story of why he wants his services, he does kill those two henchmen without even flinching. He's just like, fra, fra. oh lord, he be slicing. He was just, oh, fra, fra. and they're dead. Swing. So the client says he needs Ido to help prevent the assassination of Lord Noriyuki, who is his liege lord, from being killed and usurped by an unworthy adversary, Kenmatsu. And he has a map showing where Kenmatsu is planning to ambush Lord Noriyuki. He agrees to do it. They roll out. They get another flashback because he's hearing these little girls playing with a ball and singing some song. This fucking song. About like shitting on a mountain. Oh my God. And, and, the and har- it rolls downhill. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. He, not to, not to. It is not. No, it is not. Not to, not to, not to, not to, not to. So in this flashback, his wife is dead. Everyone's dead. Everybody thinks that he is a terrible person now. He's wanted by the Shogun. He is willing to give his son Daigoro a choice. If you choose this ball, I will kill you and send you to the afterlife with your mother. This is so. This is exactly what my dad did to me when I was two. My dad did this. (laughs) The ball was shiny. It was all different colors. There's no fucking way. I chose the sword. This little kid. Or he chooses the sword. The path. The path of vengeance and going alongside with his father to get the vengeance. No, I'm not buying it. He wants to do the vengees. I don't. Japanese kids are very driven. No. By Vengies. Come on, guys. You've never wanted to get your vengeance on, girl? This is this is stupid. Whoa. This is, stupid. Whoa. This is a stupid scene. I promise you that if I put a sword and a ball in front of Vin, he would he's choose seven. the sword. He's seven. It's because he's a warrior. He's it has not nothing to do one. with how old he is. I you know what? I'm he, going I'm going he to freaks out when like his throat is scratchy. I don't know. He hurt his. I, I don't know about. Oh, he the hurt his elbow today. He bumped his elbow on his bed today, and yeah. he goes, "He goes, Dad. I think I broke the bone." Yeah. <laughs> he swallowed water too hard one time over here and flipped out. <laughs> I thought I was dying. He did. He, he you was know, sitting there like, like but, freaking out. I was I, like, "You're fine." He thought he was but, choking. I wish but you also, could have seen him when he broke his pinky. Oh, I'm, I can't even imagine. It was a lot. I'm not surprised. He's a warrior. <laughs> it was the little tiny, like, near the nail part of his pinky finger. Shoved it in a door door bend. And he chose the sword, not the ball. What the fuck ever. <laughs> I'm just saying. When I finish up this, uh, the whole thing, and I get to the legacy of this movie, and I'm going to talk about that scene again... You're going to be like, oh, my God. But we'll get there. I am? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. So, Daigoro chooses the sword, and Ido is sitting there. He's like, you would have been happier if you had chosen death. The Shogun's men show up again, this time not the Yagyu clan. It's like a whole other group. The Wagyu clan. We'll call them the Johns. They're a whole different group. They're like, we have another decree here from the Shogun. You have to adhere this because, again, the Shogun's word is like, it's beyond law. It is absolute. It's like from on high, like how like devout religious people think that, you know, the word of God is above all. Is everything, yeah. But he's like, I reject that now. My son and I are going to walk this path as demon, not men. And he, he cuts the decree up with his sword and he kills all these guys again. It's just... And, and the when you say they 
kill he kills all these guys like the the fight scenes are just so funny yeah because yeah, he highlight so all the blade strokes the special effects by deleting all the so sound great. but the and, blade strokes and the blood yeah. and the blood is like a mix of like milk and it's red, red milk paint. yeah it's and and it explodes like a fountain the only yeah. o- the only other movies that are crazier than that one of our favorite bars up in phoenixville well, bar slash brewery, Root Down Brewing Company. Shout out to Mike. How you doing, bud? Um, <laughs> they would they would show the what were they the Shaw Brothers? Shaw Brothers, yeah. Shaw Brothers. They were like they were like the grindhouse of. They were like what like a black exploitation movie was in the U.S. They were like crazy over the top and mm-hmm. really bloody, just insane facial expressions when they fought. Like. Whoa! Uh, and like a lot of floating and flying and and just insane floating heads there was remember that one we saw that it was like a decapitated head that was Mm -hmm. just floating the entire movie well one of the the, it's like big trouble in little china like but japanese and just craziness it was just yeah at at this point i rolled i wrote down that this movie is old as shit and japanese as fuck (laughs) but but Japanese as fuck. But the craziest thing about this fight was he was doing it all while he had his kid in his hand. He's I, like, nah, I, yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. the multitask, man. The kid is under his arm. Poor kid. Like, this is just disgusting. Disgusting. So then he cuts Child through the... abuse. He cuts through the gate again, and who's there? Retsudo, the Yagyu guy. Old the man. Yagyu guy. <clears throat> and he's like, okay, he's all right. Like, he's like petting his eyebrows. <laughs> Like here I am. Again. He's been he's been promoted to executioner, which is what he wanted to do. And they're about to kill him, but he takes Ito takes off his cloak, yeah. and he's wearing a cloak that has the hollyhock crests again. And they can't touch him. They like can't he's touch him. Be, yeah, because he's wearing it, and like if you befoul this, you befoul the shogun. And he's like, take it off. He demands that he takes it off. Takes off the crest and fight a duel with his one son. If he wins, Edo gets to leave Edo, which is the name of the city. I'm pretty sure that was the capital of the time. So Edo fight has a duel with Retsudo's son. It's like his favorite son. And they're running and they're sitting there and saying, my son has the sun to his back. Ito is gonna, he, what does Edo do? He drops down. Daigoro has a little mirror on his Baby head mirror. <laughs> yes. And, and blinds, and blinds the other guy and kills him. He no, cuts that guy's head off, yep. dude. Yeah, cool. And the flashback is over. It is disgusting. Oh, Spectacular. Like flashback. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, he, now he yeah. gets out of his head. Like the arteries, the the artery. What are they called? Carotid arteries. They're you like, would know. <laughs> pulsing. Edo. Okay, so the flashback is over. Edo is headed to his spa, which is the place that um, those samurai told him would be the hijack spot. You know where the Lord is going to get ambushed, and yeah, it's, and there's these travelers there, yeah, and they're ra- like the first thing that you see from these traveling. Well, well no, no, no. The, the spa is overtaken by thugs, by bandits. Yeah, they're, they're the people that are going to ambush this Lord. Yeah, and they're just raping this woman, just they running just around, grab her. murdering and raping, and raping. they got boobies out. And he does like, hear some rape, literally. Like, it's very vulgar and violent. What he's a, just pushing his baby in his little stroller like, I can't just, do anything about it. He's just like, rapist's going to rape. Oh. It, like, he, he's just like, I'm I'm here to go to the this place, and I'm not going to pay attention to what's happening to this 
woman. He's then led to um, the leader of the bandits and gives a false name. One of the bandits chastises him and starts throwing knives at him, but he's not moving. He's just like, nope, don't give a shit. The head bandit realizes there's more to this guy and they want to confront him. They beat the shit out of him. He still doesn't move. They threaten Daigoro, the Is son. Is this the guy that like throws the knives? Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. just like, he's throws the head the... of the bandits. No, no, no. He's like the head henchman. Okay. The, the one guy that was sitting there that kind of had like the, the blonde mutton chops, he was the head of the group. Okay. He's, yeah, the other guy's kind of like a <laughs> and... penis. They threat. They threaten to kill Daigoro. They threaten to kill Daigoro, but the one woman out of the traveling group is like, "No, don't do anything. Leave him alone." And they're like, "Okay, well, you know, she's the whore, right? Yeah, she's she's like a whore. whore. She's like a whore slash pickpocket or something." And they're like, "Okay, well, you know what? If you love him so much, fuck him, sex worker, or you die." I thought she came with the bathhouse. There's a lot of ultimatums. No, no, no. There's, there's like a because there. This is a village, and then all the people that are in the spa were people that were visiting the village. I thought she was at the the spa. I like the spa. They make strange whores bang you. She was, she was good though. She really was. Cha- she challenged these mm-hmm. thugs. And, and then, like, and then, yeah, they're about. They're about. She has to, very little to lose at this point. Yeah, they're. All, she already knows that they're all gonna die. Just her life. So she's sitting there, and she's like, "Oh," and then he's just like, "Oh." Fuck she didn't you. have to stand up for him though, and she ended up standing up for him. Well, she was standing up for the baby. Though. He is right. such, and we noticed like he is such a considerate, tender lover. Oh yes, because then we get a tender lovemaking scene in front of a whole group of people. Yep, well, he just he gently lays his giant body on top of her. It was <laughs> very, it was very interesting, like the way that that was, they shot it. That was another fun fact from like the casting sort of thing. Uh, the actor Wakayama, people were worried that he might be like too fat for the role, <laughs> so he went to the the writers house was like oh you think i'm too fat for this huh and then he's just like doing all this like acrobatics and sword fighting shit just to get is he the nicholas i guess he was oh my god so yeah like this scene was really long he went down on this chick for for hours really Wow, it was great. it was like a a music montage of like it was, images yeah. of boob hand yeah it was a skin, lot it was a boob, lot like a sex hand, it was a skin. lot like a sex scene he's very sensitive to her Wiseau. needs I was gonna say the same thing as a Tommy Wiseau sex scene it was like a they like, just you know need, they just needed how's the sex life they just needed a rose what's how's your sex life in Japanese no it was like it was like looking into a kaleidoscope and all you see is a flesh boob. Hand nipple. I think that was a. a what kind skin. of kaleidoscope are you looking that's at? What this, but it's this like film. Was. I feel like I feel like her porn VR headset's broken. That's so. a little bit popular in in Japanese films of that time. It's it's this like weird extreme close up. About. It's like a circular. Like, it's like a circular thing with weird colors imaging. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah yep. Yeah. Butt dimples. Lots of long nipples. I feel so like they, they do that in house too. So like so after they bang, it was a beautiful scene. It had lovely music. It's a bang set. She oh, enjoyed. Sure. No, she enjoyed herself, which is she, weird, she, you know, because she very clearly I'm reached only, climax. I'm only saying that because I could tell from the way that she acted afterwards that she enjoyed it. Yeah, she curled her toes. Which is weird because you know Jap- Japanese people are the nationality that has the least amount of sex worldwide. It's now, try asking them that. They're a very well. It's a very reserved culture. If you've ever watched, I mean, 
I don't watch Japanese porn. I'm not talking about hentai, but I'm talking about like porn, with, like porn made over there, made in Japan. Even though it's porn, they still blur out the yeah. private parts. And if you talk to Steve, they usually involve octopuses, octopi. Thank and you. also, quit <laughs> again. Hentai is not porn; it is art. Okay. Well, I wasn't talking about hentai. I'm talking about like actual Japanese porn, like so, Japanese adult movies. So after Hitomi they, Tanaka, my favorite. After they bang, Ido and Daigoro are in this spa, and the woman comes and joins them, and she puts two and two together. She's like, you know, I kind of heard about this assassin that was called, like, Lone Wolf and Cub, where it was, like, just this dude that was pushing this kid around in a cart. Hey, you're a dangerous guy with a baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so good at figuring things out. What's the 411? She's, like, really good at movies. (laughs) She's, like... Really good <laughs> at Shogun. So anyway, can I wash your back? <sighs> so then the bandits get in the hot springs. Guys. So then the bandits are visited by the samurai who hired them, who are the people that work for uh, what Kenmatsu. And the one guy has like he's sitting there with his two flint. Lo- were those flintlocks? Can I co- do I need to specify or would? Uh, they this- were Jacobs and Company flintlocks, standard issue seventeen twenty one. Oh my. Are those guns? Yes. Okay. They were flintlock pistols. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about it, this was really, I think it was the Edo period was, it lasted until up, like until the Civil War here. So they're, say, they're saying, hey, okay, the Lord is on the way. You guys need to get ready to ambush him. So the bandits are like, okay, hey, everybody, we're going to leave the village. Anybody that lives here that's a villager, you're safe. Don't say a fucking word. We won't kill you. You people that were visiting town, visiting here that were in the spa, y'all going to die because you don't live here. You're going to leave and you're going to tell everybody about us. What that's, the fuck did I do? That's too bad. I love a spa. So, bummer. I love a hot spring too. Yeah, it's nice. The other samurai that are being held hostage offers to commit seppuku, you know, kill themselves and needs an executioner. They're like... I need someone to be my second, to be my executioner. And that's when the light goes off in the head bandit's head. Head. (laughs) (laughs) Lack of a better word. That's when the light goes off. He's like, oh, shit. I know who that guy is now. That guy with the baby. Be scared. He's Ogami Ito, the former Shogun's executioner. They go to confront him. He's just wheeling his cart, wheeling his cart. They're like, oh, well, he doesn't have a sword. He's he's okay. He doesn't he, he doesn't have anything. Just as the knife-throwing bandit is about to throw a knife t- to kill him, he pulls a knife out of the handle of the cart, throws it, and kills him. It's a big dick move. He wow. then takes off more pieces of the cart and assembles them into a, a staff and starts just beating the shit out of everybody. And then he, he even hits a button on it and a blade pops out. And he starts hacking limbs like he is cutting off hands, arms. Sebastian Stan would have had a field day with all the limbs left there. Lots of stabbies. And he probably had to make like a gumbo, you know. Yum. <laughs> and all the red paint, know. all the red paint everywhere. So much fake blood. He kills everyone. He kills the bandits. He even kills the guys that hire him because the one guy that comes out with his flintlocks, he goes to fire. Ito drops behind the cart and and like tips it. It goes bing, bing, because it, it's like Back to the Future where he's got the bulletproof vest. I was so glad when they killed that guy with the knives. Manasuki died like a bitch. Ugh, yes. He was annoying. So he killed everyone. 
He then, now that everyone's dead, all the bandits are dead, so there's not going to be an ambush on Lord Noriyuki. And he chopped a guy at the shins. Yeah. Like, right at yeah. the shins. I mean, Sliced, he's, yeah. Chopped Cutting him down. legs and arms off. You see no, limbs no, no, hit the, the dirt. Limb, the legs. Yeah, he cuts through the legs and the dude just burnt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So cool. It was freaking gross. Ultra violence, so, It was so graphic. So then what happens is he puts the kid back in the cart, puts the cart back together, starts rolling off. The prostitute is chasing after him and he threatens to cut the bridge. I'm glad we've evolved he from whore to prostitute. She's a sex what you, worker. What do, you want, what do you want us to call her? I'm sorry. A sex worker. They called her a whore, so that's why she I... She called herself word. a whore. She did. She did. A whore. A whore. God. Um, <laughs> so they're just going from town to town to fuck shit up. There's, in essence. Well, they are again, for hire. Again, son this, you know... And, and his son has a mouth for hire. This, this was, again, the first movie in the series. It does... More of it does progress... And also in like the comic, I forget how much of the uh, the comic series the movie covers. I hope that it does like the whole like major arc of it. But yeah, you do find out why he's doing what he's doing. He's raising all this money to sort of like start a revolution, basically. Oh, I um, thought you were going to say something like he wants to open a coffee shop or something like that. This is a lovely room of he death. He wants to start his own Airbnb. It turns into like a Nancy Myers. He wants. He wants to. He wants to start. A company that sells contraptions that help women shave their vulvas. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Do they vibrate? It is called Lone Wolf oh, and Vulva Cub. Oh my I God. will start a milk bank to feed all of the little boys of Japan. <laughs> Ew. All right, and the credit, and then credits, because it's <laughs> and then end. <laughs> Fun facts about this movie. Part of the. Re- I feel like this whole movie was fun facts. Oh, there you go. Part of the thing that like made this movie like significant in America, for, they re-edited parts from the first movie and the second movie, which is called Baby Cart on the River Sticks. Well, I mean, Lone Wolf and Cub, colon, Baby Cart and on the River Sticks. They spliced them together and made them into one movie called Shogun Assassin. Oh, okay. Which was released in 1980 and... This movie, this merger of the two films would go on to earn its place in American pop culture as one of the most notorious exploitation films of the 80s. This is a movie that Quentin Tarantino was drew direct inspiration from with Kill Bill. If you remember Kill Bill Volume 2, they're like, BB, what movie do you want to watch before you go to bed? Shogun, Shogun Assassin. Assassin. That's like, oh, no. that's familiar. Shogun Assassin is too long. Oh, no, it's not too long. So they watch it. I could I could have tried to see if Tarantino tried to get anybody from those movies to be in Kill Bill. Wakayama was dead by then, so the manga series has also had a significant influence on other graphic novels, like film adaptations, such as uh, Road to Perdition. You know, the movie with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, it is a father son movie. Jude yeah, yeah, Law yeah. and um and Daniel Craig, Paul Daniel Newman. Craig and Paul Newman. I love that movie. Um, famous comics creator Frank Miller who we know from Sin City, did a lot of Daredevil, Batman. He did a lot of stuff. He was actually uh, integral to issuing uh, or to introducing this comic to America because he made covers for them when the American production company was trying to issue them out here. He hand drew covers for them. Cool. Did some introductions. And um, I don't know, this new show that just came out a couple years ago is 
heavily influenced by Lone Wolf and Cub. I don't know. Maybe you guys have seen it. It's called The Mandalorian. Oh, dude. I remember oh, that one episode where that crazy lady breastfed Grogu. I knew. I knew there was something to do with this movie. Well, when you think about it, I mean, come on. The the parallels are Yeah, there were long on. alien nipples, and they were inside Grogu's mouth. <laughs> I skipped that one. Every every name you kind of said during this, I kept thinking Grogu. Because you kept saying, like, Wygo or Rogo or something like that. But, like... When you think about it, you got Baby Yoda in the little cart, and and yeah. he's he's the traveling Ronin. Also, that scene that Tammy was heavily chastising with the ball and the sword. Oh yeah, he does. He's, he Luke Sky Luke Skywalker does the same thing to Grogu in season two, Boom. where he makes him choose the lightsaber or the Mandalorian. Yeah, and who does he choose? I didn't watch. Spoil- the it's spoiler alert. Who does he? Choose. Apparently the lightsaber. No, no, he chooses the Mando. Because if he chooses the lightsaber, he can never see the Mando again, ever. He loves Mando. And he loves his his papa. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, Star Wars is only great when it's ripping off of amazing samurai movies. Well, Mando saved Grogu more than anyone else, so they have a bond. Well, this is lost on me. So, anywho. Well, good, uh, good, good, uh, oh, well, oh, sorry. Well, I mean, you know, so yeah, I did that. Maybe, like, and cut this part. Maybe you can put, like, some Mando music when I do that. Oh, I'm not fucking with the House of Mouse. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, nope. that is, that is risque. No. Unless Allison wanted to sing. Sing what? Just, just the. Come it. Mando. Gloria. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Here like, we got the baby Yoda. Huh. Oh no! Wait, I'm thinking of the Boba Fett theme. Anything right. else? I just really like this movie. It's also a again back to our friends at Root Down. I feel like me and the owner Mike became like had a bromance because we both love this movie, and I got him like the Criterion Collection of it for Christmas one year. That's you did? adorable. I did. What was that one movie they showed there that it had like um. The thing that was killing everyone was like a circle. And it was oh, like the a, Flying Guillotine. The Flying Guillotine. That's where they got that beer from. That's and right. Oh, that's, that's right. They named their one beer called the Flying Guillotine. And that's where, like, every time I'd sit there and he'd tell me what they're coming out, I'm like, you bringing that? He's like, oh, I don't think so. I'm like, God damn it, Mike. Yeah. It was like a it was like a thing they would whiff in the movie. It was like a circle and it would cut everybody's head off. <laughs> Those movies are crazy. Yeah, I got to get that. I want two of those. I got to get that. They're hilarious. That collection. Pass fail. We'll, yeah, we'll go around the room. Um, we'll start with Guido. Oh, super pass. Boobies, beheadings, lots of blood, lots of ultraviolence. I loved D. it. Pass, pass. Allie. I mean, I'll pass it because I know how important it is, but I would never watch it again. And um, Well, you, you did watch it again. I know. <laughs> the, the last, I, I was so worried that like, yeah, and we, yeah, we didn't talk about this. The time that I showed this to her the first time was when we were living up in Phoenixville. Oh my God, that and, was that night. Yeah, and then and the craziest thing, like literally what happened was we were watching it and we were hearing like screaming and stuff like that. And we thought it was the movie. We thought it was the movie because it was like... It, it was our neighbor being assaulted. Yeah, there was, a, there was a woman being assaulted out on the street while we were watching it. Way to not notice, That's guys. That's terrifying. It was, it was. She, well, she lived next door and we heard the screaming and we thought it was the movie because it was during like the decapitation parts basically. And we muted it, and the screaming continued. And then she ran out into the street, and oh, that was oh, I forgot. About Yikes! That. It was horrible. Um, so yeah, I'll pass it. I'm not going to pass it. <sighs> really? Wow! I feel like you loved. It. Is it the, the long way, nipples? Yeah, the way we were talking about it, I thought you were into it. 
Yeah, you seem I, real into it. I am into it. Well, if you're into Too it, confusing. why are you failing it? Yeah, Tammy. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's no Shawshank Redemption. I feel like I need to watch the other ones in order to really get some semblance of an appreciation for it. Well, and you can. Well, you can I, watch all. I didn't. I didn't know all of this history, and so you, you, it's a. Like temporary fail, like but it as, could pass later. Like as you were telling me all of this information, but I was I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. But I I didn't get that information while I was watching the movie. Like I felt like I needed all of that information prefaced okay. before the I, movie. I hear you. So like I. I didn't. I didn't feel like I got everything. I, it was the reading. I hear you. It wasn't and, the and, reading. And, and I, I respect your opinion, but I just got to ask you: when it comes to every other period piece from any other movie that's set in some other thing, do you need like a whole full historical reference prior to that to enjoy it? Well, probably not. Do you need? Did, did you need it for Titanic? Moment? Did you need to know about that? No, but everyone knows Titanic. But no. did you need like Gettysburg? Did you need that? I mean, I just watched um, I think it's just All we, Quiet on the Western Front, and I don't really know or appreciate the uh, German-French aspect World War of II. World War I. World War One, yeah. But if you were to talk it up, then maybe I would have appreciated it more. So maybe it's the same situation. I felt like you me know? talking it up would have gotten a pass I, then. You no, should have failed I, it I without just, me talking it up. I just feel up. like I need to watch the other movies and then maybe I would have a, a more right. great understanding for it. I feel like after we've had this this conversation that I could go back a second time and watch it and then maybe get a better appreciation for it. So but you're as, saying as there's first, a chance. Oh, yeah. As a first So view, it's a half pass? The shit just, will roll downhill. I don't know. I feel like it was lost on me. I don't want to. I don't want to. I told. Hey, I said it. Why? I said at the end of last year. You're my friend. I say. I said at the end. You're my friend. I lie to you all the time. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's for your own good. Yeah. The white lies. I like the blood squirting. That was cool. I liked the. Again, there was a lot of unnecessary titties. (laughs) Each one was necessary. No such thing as an there unnecessary titty. They literally gave life in this movie. There's lots of food going on with the titties, and that was appreciated. All right. Well, All right. thanks, Matt. Uh, Tammy, next week will be your pick. Tammy, quid pro quo. Why, thank you. I <laughs> have chosen a 1994 released movie directed by Richard Donner, starring Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, James Garner, and Graham Greene, and my movie will be Maverick. What? That's not true, Beverly Hills. It is not. I chose a different movie. Okay, question. Um, sure. Where and when does this take place? Maverick? Yeah. Um, it's in like the 1800s Earth? in like Oklahoma or Missouri, somewhere like that. Okay. Mississippi. So, Mississippi? So, so Mississippi. there's like several Ken Burns documentaries I can watch prior oh, to Oh, are movie. you making a joke about how you won't understand it because it's in the it's in the past? Is that what you're doing right That's now? That's not very nice. Well, he's Have you met me. He's up to speed on his American history. Um, where can we? Where can our yes, where, watch where, Maverick or the Ken Burns uh, documentary you can watch for the press? I'm sure you can rent it on Amazon at the Great Prime. Library of Congress. I love Maverick, but it says you can watch on Tubi TV, which okay. I don't even know who has that. That's where you can everyone watch. has it. It's free. It's That's free. Where you can yeah. watch it Robot Jacks. Excellent. Excellent. It's free. 
And it says you can watch it on uh, Amazon. All right. Yeah. So Maverick from 1994. Uh, we are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an idea for a theme month, you can suggest it on our website or send us an email at at Quad Pro Quo Pod at gmail.com. And until next week, thank you for listening. I can't believe you chose Maverick. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can't believe it. Bye.